Hello, everybody, and welcome to the fifth and spookiest episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick McNabb, here to give you the most recent news from the Nevada Sagebrush website. Be sure to read all of the articles on the website. The writers worked hard and deserve the recognition. With that being said, welcome to the Sagebrush Spotlight. I got a shorter episode for you guys today, starting with Cisco Aguilar. The Democratic candidate for the Secretary of State in Nevada visited the UNR campus to talk to students about the upcoming midterm election. The Secretary of State carries a four-year term and is responsible for many things in the state. However, the most notable duty that they complete is running and supervising the state and local elections in Nevada. Lizzie Ramirez and Jaden Young, two Nevada Sagebrush staff editors, were able to talk to Aguilar about his running points. Quote, the reason I am running is because I was pretty upset about the way that the 2020 election was being approached. People were trying to keep people from voting. Aguilar states that voter access is critical. He wants people to vote no matter what, as long as they are able, whether Democrat, Republican, or Independent. During their conversation, Aguilar emphasized the importance of the student vote, who have statistically been the smallest number of voters in the country. Working with their crazy schedules, Aguilar believes that as long as students are able to mail ballots, they should get a mail-in ballot and be able to cast their vote. Aguilar also believes that students have the power to determine the outcome of the election. Quote, students can be that 1%. They can either elect the governor they want or accept the governor they didn't elect, says Aguilar. Aguilar believes elected officials have to meet with college students and listen to their needs. College students are the future and will be affected by government officials. It is important for college students to vote so they could see the changes they want. The Nevada Sagebrush has reached out to Jim Marchant, the Republican candidate for Secretary of State. He did not respond. Staying with the politics theme, the Nevada Sagebrush has been releasing politics guide in order to keep our readers informed about the upcoming midterm election. This year, the midterm election occurs on Tuesday, November 8th. A major contest in Nevada this year is for the second Nevada Senate seat. The incumbent Catherine Cortez Masto is falling slightly behind in the polls against Republican candidate Adam Laxalt. This is a major race nationwide as it can decide what the Senate looks like in terms of party control. Another big race in the state is the governor race. This contest is between incumbent Democrat Steve Sisolak and former Sheriff Joe Lombardo. The governor position acts as the head of Nevada's executive branch. The seat of the Attorney General is also up for grabs with the incumbent Democrat Aaron D. Ford against Republican nominee Seagal Shata. There are more races in Nevada, but the final race that I will be covering this week is the race for the Secretary of State. The Secretary of State controls the state election and is responsible for running the elections in an appropriate manner. As mentioned before, this race is between Democrat Cisco Aguilar and Republican candidate Jim Marchant. Early voting began October 22nd and ends November 4th. This year's election is on November 8th. Make sure you go out and vote. And with that, that wraps up this week's news section. We're going to be taking a short break to reflect on the news and catch our breath. I'm your host, Patrick McNabb, and you're listening to the Sagebrush Spotlight. I have a short sports section for you today with only one story from Matt Hannafin. The Nevada women's volleyball team suffered two straight losses after their three straight conference victories, losing to the San Jose State University and their intrastate rival UNLV. On Tuesday, October 18th, the pack went against the San Jose State Spartans, losing three out of the four sets, giving San Jose the victory. Then, on October 22nd, they did the same, but this time losing to UNLV. Kayla Afoa totaled 12 kills in each of her two games, while Gabby McLaughlin had 12 against UNLV and 9 against San Jose State. 
In terms of digs, Afoa led the pack with 8 in the SJSU game and 14 against UNLV. Nevada is hoping to bounce back from these losses at their next games on October 27th and 29th. Moving quickly to arts and entertainment, Jazz came to the University of Nevada, Reno in late September in the form of Joel Ross and his band Good Vibes. The audience inside the Nightingale Hall were in for a treat with Joel Ross on the vibraphone, Emmanuel Wilkins on the saxophone, Jeremy Dutton on the drums, and Kanoa Mendenhall on the bass. The chemistry between the musicians could be easily seen on stage, with the audience being able to see the musicians reading each other in sync in music and movements. The first set was exactly what you would expect in a jazz show, with smooth fade-ins and even a drum solo from Dutton. After his solo, the audience was led back into the tonal instruments until the end of the first set. The second set opened with a bass intro from Mendenhall, which was soon rejoined by the rest of the band for more mellow and jazzy tones. Quote, the shift from a darker tone with a deep intro to a lighter and more calming tone was quite abrupt, but somehow worked perfectly with the group's vibe, said Jaden Young, the arts and entertainment editor for the Nevada Sagebrush. After the show was finished, Joel Ross and his band said their thank yous, to which they were promptly met with a standing ovation. A Baroque concert comes to UNR on October 12th as the first installment of the Chamber Music Series Apex Concerts. The instruments played remain faithful to the era that the music was made in, with the strings of the violins, viola, and bass being made out of sheep guts, which gives Baroque music a distinct sound. This type of string blended very well with the sounds that came from the other instruments on stage, like the harpsichord, which is a precursor to the modern-day piano, and a theorbo, an extremely long-necked lute. The first piece this group played was Chamber Sonata in C minor, followed by Trio Sonata in G major. The audience was amazed at how full-bodied the sound was, something that could not be heard in early digital recordings of the pieces. Followed by a short intermission, the audience sat anxious for the next piece to begin. Sinfonia in G minor and Sonata a quattro in D shot the audience alive with a strong and fast tempo. Quote, it was almost surprising that the strings all by themselves could feel like they had such percussion behind them, and much of this was thanks to Andrew Gonzalez's intensity on the viola, says Peregrine Hart, a Nevada Sagebrush volunteer reporter. Overall, the experience was a blast to the past with very obvious callbacks to the Baroque period. And with that, this episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight Podcast comes to a close. Make sure to follow Nevada Sagebrush on Instagram and Twitter at Nevada Sagebrush and me on Instagram at Patrick McNabb and Twitter at Patrick McNabb underscore. Don't forget to read all the articles on the website to give the writers the credit they're due. Another episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight will be out next week, November 4th. This week's song of the week is... Booster Seat by Spacey Jane. I've been your host, Patrick McNabb. Thanks for listening to the Sagebrush Spotlight, and happy Halloween. See ya.